Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: The Hand Network. Check it round table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. the The connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the Thai BL drama series "Until We Meet Again," episode five. This episode basically takes off where the previous one left off, where Farm was having kind of a post-traumatic stress syndrome、um, situation, and in this next episode, he and Pedine are going to college and trying to make their class and classes. And he's trying to basically apologize to Pedine for having these breakdowns, and Pedine's like, you know, it's not your fault, so don't apologize for things that you don't need to be remembering the bad stuff that you went through, and so you don't need to be apologizing to me for that bad stuff that you're trying to deal with that you don't even know why you're dealing with, and so. He kind of has that little moment, and then he says, "The only thing I'm upset about is I did not get to eat my second helping of porridge." And Farm's like, "I'm I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry I broke the plate, and you know you couldn't have that meal, the rest of it." And he says, "Well, I want I want the food that you gave me." And he says, "Okay,、um, here's the food." And he says, "No, I need both hands on the wheel because I am a competent driver. You're going to fork me that food while we're driving," and so. Farm, you know, haphazardly tries to get him the fruit to his mouth, and he's trying to hand it to him, and then he finally realizes that Pedine is trying to be comedic and also a little funny in a, you know, in a flirtatious way. And Farm's like, "Okay, you're being ornery, fine." And so that's kind of where that one goes. As this episode progresses,、um, Farm also tells、um, Pedine that he needs to spend time with his siblings. And he said, "You know, you're coming over to my condo for breakfast every morning. When you really need to be there with your sister and brother, Del and Don, and spend time with them because they only get to see you in the mornings for breakfast. And you not being there and coming to see me is keeping you from having that relationship." And Farm really delves into that and goes, "You know, I bet you really never really had." Connection with your brother and sister before now because you guys have lived separated from each other, and because of that, you don't know how to relate to them. And he said, 
If you don't know how to relate to them, then Padeen, just start a conversation with them. Even the little thing will trigger that, and then they'll be able to talk more freely than they are right now because they don't know how you react to them. And that little chat, I think, also helps kind of solidify them as a couple in that Farm was comfortable enough to tell Padeen, you know, you need to maybe do this differently. And Padeen could look at it and go, yeah, I do. And that's healthy. And so anyway, um, Padeen starts eating breakfast with his sister and brother again. And actually Farm helped Dell to figure out how to prepare a meal so that she could say that she prepared the meal for breakfast when Padeen does come to eat with them. And then she texts Farm to let him know that the, the meal was absolutely delicious and everyone liked it. And as the story then progresses further, um, Win and I'm oh, sorry, Team and Dean are at the swim class because they're on the swim team. And Dell the next day did not have time to make breakfast, so Dean's a little upset because he didn't get to eat his food and he's low blood sugar and he just went swimming and he doesn't have food and the canteen will probably be closed, there won't be food there. And so he's kind of muckyucking about that with team and team's like, I'm not giving you my potato chips, so you're just gonna have to be hungry till lunchtime. And so that's kind of it there. And then they come out of the swim um, class area and Win and Farm are there. And Farm created a, a pita bread sandwich for Dean to have as breakfast since he found out from Dell she didn't make breakfast. And so he gives that to Dean. And as he's doing that and as he turns to go, P. Dean sees a flashback of In Touch asking him to come to the canteen 20 years before. And as he's having that moment, he says, um, Farm, why don't we go for lunch at the canteen? And as he says that, it triggers this in his head. And he realizes that that's what kind of brought them together in the first place was In Touch had asked Corn several times to come to the canteen with him, but he wouldn't come. And so he finally, as a latch-ditch effort, came and met him on those same steps and said, Corn, I will meet you at the, I will wait for you at the canteen until you come, and then we'll eat together. And Corn's like, what? And In Touch just runs off without being able to have Corn say, I'm not coming. And so several hours later, Corn comes to the canteen and finds In Touch asleep with two omelet rices plates. And he sits there and he goes, In Touch, are you in? Da -da -da? And In's like, oh, you finally came. And there's really nothing else said there in that moment. And as P. Dean's reliving that memory, he sits there and goes, in, that's who Farm is, is in. And when, in, I'm sorry, team is looking at him going, Dean, are you okay? What's going on with you? Have you lost something? Who's in? What's in? What's going on? And P. Dean's like, I forgot something and I'm basically trying to remember it. And so that's how this episode kind of closes out. Again, I give this episode probably a 10 out of 10 simply because I think this, this series is excellent. The acting is great. Um, it does have a few Taiwanese um, side sound effects, which are a little weird for me, that are comedic. But it still is an exemplary piece. And I love the way it shows a healthy relationship in a world where that's really not depicted too much on or off screen. 
And so, again, Onyx is a 10. I also like how I could sit down with kids and watch this whole show, maybe with the exception of one episode, and probably I'd skip the suicide scene as well. But other than that, you could sit down with your whole family and watch this without having to skip, without having to, you know, do a bunch of rigmarole. There are probably, I think, two two scenes that I would skip that would be just are romantic in nature that I probably wouldn't have with the kiddies. But if you had an older kid, you probably wouldn't need to skip those either. You just need to use your judgment and figure out what you want to do there. But that is my review of Until We Meet Again, Episode 5. Oh, it also ends with... Um, sorry, my voice is weird today. But anyway, it ends with um, Pideen deciding to take um, Farm out to dinner at his friend's restaurant. And as he takes him to his friend's restaurant, his friend says, as they're sitting there at the table together, he says, you found that person, didn't you? And Pideen looks over and he says, yeah, yeah, I did. Because his friend's known him since he was a child, and he's known he spent his entire life looking for someone who he couldn't put his finger on who, he just knew he was supposed to find that someone. And his friend's looking and going, you found him. You found who you were looking for. And then um, Pideen asks Farm if he wants to go anywhere else that day. And Farm asks to go to the aquarium. And it's so funny to watch um, Farm's face light up as he's getting excited about all the fish and the penguins. And he does this crazy little penguin dance that Pideen tries to get on his camera. And Pideen keeps taking pictures of him just being so excited about life and vivacious and happy. And then they come to this... Um, this statue of a sea ogre, which must be in their folklore over in Thailand. And Farm says, you know, what would you have done if you were the sea ogre? I always feel bad for her because the her lover ran off with the mermaid. And Pideen's like, well, that's literature for you. Um, you know, I probably would have eaten the mermaid and locked up her lover so that he couldn't ever escape and run off with somebody else again. And Farm looks in and he says, what would you do, Farm? And Farm says, well, I'd probably eat both of them because I don't like players. And that way I don't have to worry about him being with anyone else. And Pideen's looking going, well, you're, you're pretty severe. But good thing, basically, I'm not a player. And Farm's kind of taken aback and going, I don't know where to go with that one. And so he goes off and they head over to another aquarium area. And as they're standing there in front of this huge glass wall with these beautiful fish, I'm not exactly sure what they are, but I'm going, boy, those are lovely. They're these big blue, I, that's probably a terrible term for them, but anyway, that's what they look like. And so anyway, they're both looking at this, and Pideen reaches over to grab Farm's hand. And Farm kind of moves away, because he's not sure what to do. And Pideen very authoritatively says, what are you afraid of, Farm? And he says, and Farm says, you know, I don't know what I'm afraid of. I'm just afraid. And Pideen looks at him and goes, you don't, he says, do you trust me? Do you know that I'm, you know, okay? And Farm says, yes, yes, I trust you. And he says, then you don't need to be afraid anymore. And so he grabs his hand and that's kind of how it closes because a, a little kid comes in to see all the fishies and they're like, well, we better behave ourselves here. <laughs> and so, but you know, I really thought this scene was also a very integral part to the story. And also it kind of brings up, you know, in relationships, when people are 
afraid when they aren't sure. They're often not sure what they're even afraid of. And it's kind of interesting to see in life, um, in different relationships, how people react to fear. Because fear is a very gripping thing. It can just completely immobilize you and make it so you can't get done what you need to do. And this scene where basically Pedine and Farm are having this conversation where Pedine's like, what are you really afraid of? What is it that about this situation, about our relationship that is freaking you out? And Farm's completely honest and goes, you know, I don't know what's freaking me out. I simply know I'm freaked out. And so Pedine's like, okay, do you know who I am as a person? Do you know, oh, again, notifications. <laughs> but anyway, do you know what I am as a person? Do you know what that is in relation to you and how I will be behaving toward you? And Pedine and Farm's like, yeah, yeah, I do know that. And he says, well, then if you know that, we don't have any problems. It's going to be okay. And I think this really is kind of a, crucial scene. It's one of my favorites in the whole series, actually, because it really deals with fear in a way that most people don't. I mean, if you put people in a room with the same scenario, over, I'd say probably 75 to 85% of them would have walked away in a huff if they'd been peeing. And if they'd been performed, they probably would have sat there and not said what they were really afraid of, which is something they don't even know. And so this is why I really like the scene. It also is another great example of overcoming vulnerability. Yay! And so, you know, I always think we should give a shout out to those. So, you know, that's why I really like this episode. If I could give it a 12 instead of a 10, I probably would. I also really enjoyed the scene where his friend's sitting there going, you found the one. Because, you know, in life, I think, you know, for people who are supposed to be with another individual and they're a couple, it really is about making sure that you're with the one. Now, I'm not exactly sure I believe in, you know, searching them out like in this story. But again, this story actually made sense because they're reincarnated and they had to find each other. And so there you go. But I did really enjoy that aspect as well. And how this series really does... I mean, I know I keep repeating myself here, but it really is a cool series with time and space and the interlacing of the stories. And so that's why I really like it personally. And with that on out, check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Roundtable, and also The Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website, that's onacar.com, that's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F, S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo, the the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O, 
Anapur, KC, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.